0: over Broadway Bits
1: over Broadway
0: Oh I like that one Sexy. Thank you that was my um,
1: Delilah uh, The light If you're from Chicago you know what I'm talking about uh, No
0: we all know Delilah it's Don't Delilah. you worry she was okay, good I thought you That was meant, my
1: Delilah impression
0: I thought you meant of uh, the Samson <laughs> variety And I was like no. what <laughs> A famous impression We all know what she sounded like Yes <laughs> um, of
1: course <laughs> Okay, I was doing my my famous biblical impression of Delilah from Sense and I do a Thank fucking,
0: you. I do a fucking killer Jacob.
1: <laughs> oh, I believe <laughs> it. Lord Andrew like, Lloyd Webber has yeah, been busting right. down your doors for you to do it in Joseph. It goes
0: a little something like this: Fuck these kids, except for this one. He's cool. Look at this coat. <laughs>
1: Amazing impression! Thank Give you. her the Tony already.
0: <laughs> my God, I've been screaming. We've all been clamoring. Three. What
1: if they gave? What if they actually gave out Tonys for impressions?
0: <laughs> That's my dream to do and a th- terrible impression of a character from a musical. I am basically could, you, the living embodiment of Sunset Boulevard.
1: <laughs> that is a sketch right there. Like you could yes. write that sketch, put it on SNL, and people would say it was brilliant. Thank you. You're Thank
0: welcome. You. Wow. <laughs> The bar's, like, on the floor there.
1: So. Yeah, truly. <laughs> exactly. Mitch got that. <laughs> Lauren can't hear us talking bad about Papa SNL. Imagine
0: thinking that Lauren Michaels is ever or will ever listen to a podcast. Absolutely not. He's <laughs> he doesn't far even know what too rich are. to listen to a
1: podcast. <laughs> And no. that is honestly the dream: no, being honey. too rich to listen to podcasts. I hope you to have one somebody day be else. You have somebody else listen to podcasts for you, and then tell you what the, what happens on me. the episode.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start having people do that with books, also. That's basically yes. what I use Goodreads for. I'm like, nah. <laughs> what's your review? Okay, it sounds stupid. I'm not gonna read this. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, i had to recently change my goodreads ranking system because i felt like i was giving away too many five stars and i just felt oh, sure. like i felt like i was starting at the top and not taking away enough instead of starting mm. from the bottom and building up
1: and building up yeah interesting so um what's your new system how do you rank a book
0: so now i start i i hover around a three where I'm, like, going in with okay. not super high expectations, but not bottom of the floor expectations.
1: Of course. And then
0: if if I'm just, like, go and it's fine and I don't care and I'll never read it again, it stays a three. If I'm, like, this is trash, I truly couldn't get through it, obviously, a two or a one. And of course. then a four is, like was good there were some aspects that I liked about it but you know maybe like the last chapter was annoying or it had a drunk woman as the narrator I'll kill myself if I have to read (laughs) one more fucking book where it's like the narrator's an alcoholic woman and she's like I'll think more clearly after I have these second bottles of wine glug glug I'm like oh my god well how else are you
1: supposed to telegraph to the audience that your (gasps) narrator is unreliable (laughs) oh
0: my god I'm like you could figure out this fucking mystery a lot faster if you weren't drunk a hundred percent of the time, that's the, you stupid okay, but that's bitch. your
1: problem. You're reading mystery novels. Everyone is drunk <laughs> in mystery <laughs> <laughs> novels.
0: Like any any thriller written in the last three years, like they all just got the woman on the train. Do you remember that the woman in the train or whatever? Emily Gone Blunt. Girl. No, the other one with Emily <laughs> Blunt, where she's the like in England. Sure, the woman from the train. I, I like believe that. you. It doesn't matter that that like kicked off this insane. I'm not genre. part of train
1: movies. <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't I don't partake talk. in train movies
0: oh. and train talks. <laughs> I don't know. It was a book too, but it's just like this subgenre of women led thrillers, I would say. Yeah. But the narrator is always has a drinking problem. Like uh, I'll just have oh, my head's feeling a little fuzzy. It'll clear it up if I have a little merlot. My. <laughs> <laughs> Sally we did this last night <laughs> One chapter ago Anyway It
1: did not clear up You just got more drugs. <laughs> so that's a four star for
0: me And then a five star is like This is an incredible book I would buy a copy of this book And have it on my shelf I'll always recommend it And like I I Really truly like cherish something about the book Or it made me like Okay Really in- Maybe if I don't have a copy of it on my bookshelf It'll be like It really made me think And like it's sticking with me. Like I'm still thinking mm-hmm. about it later because I've read so many books this year, and I don't remember it. like half of them. I'm like, why did I give those yeah. four stars? They didn't stick with me at all. Those are three or two star books. Come on, now. Anyway.
1: Anyway, what's your concept? So you, what's your star system? <laughs> um, usually, I start at about a four. Okay. <laughs> So I usually my I usually start with like four stars, okay. and then if I really like the book, I'll go five. Oh, five. Um, and if I really like the book, I usually write a review. Mm. If I don't like a book, or like if it's just like an okay book, I kind of mm-hmm. like it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I won't write a review. I'll give it like maybe three or four stars. Yeah. Um, absolute garbage. Two and one.
0: Okay. No but review. Yeah.
1: You no won't, review. You won't
0: write a warning review. You'll never even... write a review that's like, don't fucking no. read. Okay.
1: No, no, I don't think I... It's shitty. It's shitty to say that, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the energy when it comes to that kind of thing.
0: Absolutely. I'm just trying to move on (laughs) with my life.
1: (laughs) Because the problem is is that uh, I've spent so much energy just trying to get through the fucking book (laughs) because I hated it so much, but I have my brain is broken and I can't stop doing a thing once Mm -hmm. I've started doing the thing. Uh So I have to force myself through it and then I... I don't have the energy to write a bad review. So That's I get it one or two stars and I walk away. And I
0: leave. And I leave and I pick up a next book.
1: And honestly, that is how all reviews should happen.
0: I forgot that reviews are automatically public. Like Goodreads essentially functions as book social media. Yeah. And so I was Which writing is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it's I mean bizarre. Part of it I like because it's fun for me to see my friends like what's on their um to read list i love doing oh, sure. that at like christmas time or birthdays like oh this is on their list i'll get it to them or um, oh, that's
1: good that's friend good of idea.
0: the pod uh former guest Batcher, uh megan betcher i like Was looking through her list to see if I had anything on my shelf that I could send her. Like, oh, I have, I know this is on your list. I have this, this, and this. You want me to send you those books? So I liked that aspect of of it. But then I forgot that they could all read my reviews. And I was using it mostly as like a diary slash me remembering what the book was about. (laughs) So my (laughs) reviews would be like, terrible prose, loved one thing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like just like my mental thoughts about the book not a functional review like imagine getting on goodreads and it was like good job page four sucked (laughs) like inscrutable
1: that is the Aretha Franklin of reviews beautiful gowns beautiful gowns
0: oh my god um anyway friend us friend me and Connor on Goodreads
1: yeah you'll find all of uh, the stupid things that we're reading I unfortunately cannot read because my brain does not work Um, Unfortunately, it is broken it is broken I simply cannot do it anymore Um, I was doing really well I was up until I was up to four books I love that for you I was cruising along And then I hit this new book that I'm reading, which is not—it's not a bad book at all. I'm very into it. I just can't focus. Um, So that's really
0: reading isn't what your brain needs, you know, especially in Feb. End of Feb, it's hard. It's we're like it's Pisces season and just feels like a drag, you know. Let the sun come out of it. Let's get through March. March is my least favorite month. I know a lot of people feel that way about February, but for me, it's March. I fucking hate it. A terrible month. All bad things in my life that have ever happened to me happen in March. (laughs) I hate it. It's awful. Um, It it sucks shit as a month. So I'm just trying to battle through March. Personally. I don't expect to get much reading done in March. I understand. All right, should we talk about a musical? I guess.
1: I guess we don't have
0: a guest.
1: That's <laughs> I'm having a, with... I'm having a blast talking yeah. about books. Yeah, I never fuck get to talk this. about books.
0: Let's <laughs> talk about books. All right, we're starting a new book club podcast. Let's let's do a pod, a uh, book club. Under
1: the bits of a Broadway umbrella. <laughs> That's
0: right. Our corporation.
1: Yeah. Um, a book club we, podcast. We have incorporated. We need those tax breaks. <laughs> exactly.
0: Our first book is Finishing the Hat. <laughs> so everyone read along. We'll have our yes, first exactly. meeting in a week. <laughs> this is going to be good for these banked episodes. This episode is coming out in full like May. <laughs> exactly. So I hope you're all done with finishing the hat. This was your assignment. <laughs>
1: you should be ready to go <laughs> by now. You've had three months.
0: <laughs> all right, no guests today. Obviously, um, right? We are we are talking imagine? about. I mean, I would love for them to just sit quietly and patiently through right. us jet through a thirty
1: minute book talk. <laughs>
0: It's what the people want Yes (laughs) Um, The people is us, we're the people Um, We
1: are the people
0: Okay, this week, uh, oh boy We are talking about Spongebob Squarepants the musical
1: Yes we are
0: I can't believe you talked me into this. I
1: didn't, uh, there, uh, reader, there was no talking into that was necessary. I said, hey, SpongeBob is recorded. Should we watch that? And Meryl said, yes. That's
0: true. <laughs> well, you did twist my arm with that hey, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Truly.
0: Um. All right. Connor, hit us with them facts and fakes. do hit us with
1: some facts and Oh Amazing. Wow. That was the
0: best. I'm going to listen to that song on loop the rest of the day. <laughs> Truly
1: correct. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical, has music and lyrics by Various.
0: <laughs> yeah, And that
1: is true. And that is true. Uh, you know how um, when you like had, an, when iPods were still a thing and you would like go Ugh. through your artists and you would have like Various artists and that was the worst thing. And because, it was like, always you
0: your musical albums were always yes. under Various. Always. Steve Jobs, always. I'm glad you're dead for that shit. That was hateful what you did.
1: That was hateful. I used to always <laughs> wow. um make the artist the name of yep. the mm-hmm. oh, musical yeah. in order to like yeah. see it in my cause I used I scrolled through by artist, not by album. Thank you. That's right. Um <laughs> It has a book by right. Kyle Jarrow. It is based on SpongeBob SquarePants, the music, uh, the cartoon on Nickelodeon, and the orchestration was done by Tom Kit. I wanted to call him out since there's not a single musical composer, but he did take all of the music from all of the different pop stars that mm. um, contributed and like made it into one orchestration. So shout out Tom Kit. Thank you, Tom Kit. Thank you, Tom Kit. So everybody, say thank you. Um. Thank you. <laughs> it, premiered um, in its out-of-town tryout in Chicago in June of 2016. It then transferred to Broadway and opened for previews in November of 2017 and then opened on December uh, in December of 2017 and ran until September of 2018 for a total of 327 performances. Mm-hmm. A tour began in September of 2019 and then was um, canceled because of the... <laughs> world and um there was a tv adaptation um that was uh that aired on tv in december of 2019 and it, you can now find it on amazon it was nominated for 12 tonys won one it i think it was for um set design or um lighting designing i hmm. can't remember it was one of the design awards um it was nominated for 11 drama desk awards won six and 11 outer critic circle awards and won four and if you didn't know, Spongebob the Musical, based on the Nickelodeon cartoon, follow Spongebob and the colorful inhabitants of Bikini Bottom as they race against the clock to save their home from a volcano eruption and ensure that the town has the, quote, best day ever.
0: Were you a Spongebob fan? I was. Kidding.
1: I was. And now. I was. And now, Yeah. <laughs> We because um, you know how bleak and um, disgusting the world is. We've been watching a lot of SpongeBob in my apartment just as background noise. And mm-hmm. the first season, like the like OG seasons from when we were younger, fucking immaculate. The yeah. co- the comedy is great. The timing is excellent. The writing was so fucking funny. Um, love it every every second of it. Yeah, I
0: feel like SpongeBob was like the show that we could agree on as siblings. Like, sure, we, that was the one thing all of us could handle and deal with, and liked a, enough to sit and watch it when we all needed to agree. Right. Um. So we had a lot. We 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 watched a lot of SpongeBob. Um. I liked I like SpongeBob. I don't think I've revisited it recently. Um. Sure. I'm trying to remember the last time I. Took care of a child who was allowed to watch TV. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those Manhattan parents. It's hard
0: to remember, Um, but yeah. So I was uh, going in. I was like, I'm not sure how they're going to successfully transfer this from kids' TV show Mm -hmm. to show. But I mean, Disney does it with movies literally every year. I feel like there's a new Disney musical. So. I don't know. We can get more into that, but let's just dive right into the show. It's okay. on, um, it's on, excuse me, Amazon prime. Yeah. Right. That's how we both watched it. Um, I now own this yeah. musical.
1: Yeah. Because you have to buy it. You can't rent it.
0: <laughs> and it's like, you know, Tom Kenny's not even getting my money anymore. So like, what's right. the point in buying it? I guess. Exactly. Um, but Okay. This was critically acclaimed. I cannot believe how many people liked this
1: musical. We were talking about this before we started recording, Mm -hmm. but enemy of the podcast Ben Brantley (laughs) actually enjoyed this show.
0: (laughs) It's once again, I find myself at odds with Ben Brantley. I'm ready to fight Ben Brantley.
1: What was his review? He said it was. Hold on, I'm we we got to read this word for word. Yeah. Um, Ben Brantley of the New York Times called it a, quote, ginormous giggle ginormous. of a
0: show. That's right.
1: Of a show. Of a yeah. show. G- ginormous giggle. Like, this man, who hated Legally Blonde, hated basically anything fun about in the past, like, 10 years of musical theater, mm-hmm. loved SpongeBob SquarePants the musical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, something... <laughs> Did he? Ha- Does he have children? Did he take his children? Was he delighted by his children's reaction?
1: I have truly no idea. Like What is going on? I would love to investigate. We um, would love to know. Love to know. I did get to see this. In, oh, I think okay. it's in twenty. I want to say eighteen. Okay. Um. It was. I'm. I like it. I think it's fun. It's silly. It's stupid. Um. I do think that they did a really excellent um, translation of a cartoon into a Broadway musical. Um, I don't know if it necessarily succeeds in like the whole having various pop artists create a musical together. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, yeah, I I don't hate it.
0: I will say I thought that considering the main character is supposed to be a square sponge that they did a really and then obviously obviously all the other characters that are very specific looking I thought they did a really nice job um, translating those characters yeah like making them come across on stage um patrick was great i loved sandy oh yeah uh, the idea to do a an afro instead of a helmet like genius yes. it's so fucking smart and you still get the same effect um loved mr krabs's psychotic gigantic yes. boxing gloves um and i thought they did a nice job with pearl like just make her very fucking tall yeah um I'm trying to think. Larry the lobster is stupid. The costuming was so wild in this show. Um, like the it's extras. Very, yeah, yeah. People it's who very weren't stylized. main characters. Yeah.
1: Very cartoony. It's very- Very cartoony, but Mm -hmm. like it doesn't – I feel like they could have fallen into a trap where it looked too cartoony and it took you out of it. But I think that they kind of walked that line really, Mm -hmm. really well, Mm -hmm. where, like I said, it's very stylized, but it doesn't go over the top with it.
0: Yeah, like Mr. Krabs isn't painted red. But he does have giant red boxing gloves. It's like, a. a, you're right. It's a good line of, like, it's not full Shrek where everyone is completely in character and we're in the world. It's kind of like, honestly, it's like a kid's puppet show or a children's theater where you're like, or a stage reading where you're just giving the impression of... Exactly. as opposed to fully embodying the character you're like yeah this is a nod to this character
1: right and you that also translates here, right? <laughs> right exactly and that also i really like that it translates over to the set as well mm-hmm. where like you like you said it's giving the impression of yeah. kelp or the yeah. um, when they're climbing the mountain it's I like they're the climbing mountain. the boxes and like yeah. the ladders and it's giving the impression of climbing a mountain that's the magic of theater baby that's
0: the magic i will say there were some aspects of giving the impression of the set that i didn't like i didn't like whenever they were holding up a background like whenever spongebob was sleeping or waking up like in his bedroom essentially or in his house i guess just generally yeah um for me that didn't work as much but I loved the mountain I loved yes. the the when he climbs at the end to drop the bubble exploder into the top mm-hmm. of the mountain like those that set of ladders and also like Ethan Slater um hello to your biceps and i hope they're doing well
1: (laughs) uh, we wish your biceps very well
0: (laughs) like his arms are unbelievable i'm like well yeah like in the beginning i was like wow he is really ripped for like a noodle arm sponge and then i watched the end and i was like oh yeah i'd be ripped too if i was climbing and hauling myself up ladders every night having to sing
1: upside down and sideways i can't believe
0: i can't believe um But I did love, yeah, I loved the, here we have some kelp and it's pool noodles in a barrel. Here we have some coral. Like, yes, there were aspects of this that I thought were really, really fun. And I liked Mm -hmm. that the boulders were all like dodgeballs. And Yeah. I don't know how to explain this because I should preface. This show to me had big... Gazillion bubble show energy.
1: I was literally <laughs> going to say that the ending when so Friend of the Pod, Keaton and I saw this <laughs> show together. And when <laughs> the bubbles came out in the end, I kind of remember like trying to hold back laughter because yes. we've always had this bit about the gazillion, the gazillion bubble, bubble show. show.
0: So um, for those who don't st- live in New York, there is <clears throat> there used to be back when we had theater, um, remember the days. There was this show, it was for kids in yes. the New York, not in New York City Center, but it was over by that blockheads, like on 55th and 8th. Yeah, in, it was in that like area. off Broadway. Yeah.
1: Kind of. Yeah.
0: And they oh, had it was, ads. it was it at
1: New World Stages?
0: N- it might have been New World Stages. Okay. It's something in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, I'm sure we could look it up. But they had their ads we everywhere. don't have the time. I don't know what this show is about, frankly. I've never been, but their ads are all over the place and they just say gazillion bubble show. And when we first moved to the city, we would always be like, It's a gazillion bubble show. Like say like morning shock jokes, like yes. gazillion bubble show. <laughs> 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 so I just like Oh my God, this show just like had huge gazillion bubble show energy. I don't it know really if it does. was the neon or the bubble. There's a lot of talk of bubbles. So that could be why. It's also like yeah. heavily targeted towards kids. You can always Absolutely. tell because the cheers are like four decibels higher than a normal crowd's cheers. Yes. <laughs> it's all like, ah! <laughs> like oh, we don't have to scream. This isn't a concert. You can just clap. <laughs> kids like cheering. I'm like, oh, that's yes. so nice. I love that. Um, All right, let's just start from the top. Sorry, we've been bouncing around. No, it's okay. Um, Gary the snail on a skateboard. I truly screamed. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they did a really nice job of just like introducing all the characters really quickly and efficiently. Mm -hmm. Like, we know you know who these people are. Here are the characters in the story. Here's the major players for this quote-unquote episode and like a brief intro as spongebob moves through the day and through the world and now we're done like i th- I just thought it was really really well done even characters that didn't have a huge part like you know larry the lobster or um yeah mrs puff mrs puff was one of my favorite additions oh, i was she so was glad they did excellent. her yeah they did her but they didn't make it like a whole thing she was just like chilling there which i thought was
1: good she was in the background getting drunk the entire show. The whole
0: time. And I loved and her coat. Who
1: wish who doesn't wish that they could do that?
0: Listen, it's the end of the world right now, and I feel that the level of drinking
1: is I literally said unsustainable. In like the second act when they're talking about like how the world the town is falling into like um dystopia. I-
0: I'll be honest, this the second act of this hit different.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. Also the scene where Plankton is like we have to get everybody to mistrust sandy that hit different as well i'm telling
0: you i was like Ooh. yikes Whoa. it was
1: not great um but yeah in that scene uh mrs puff is like i'm going i have to, i'm going on one last bender and i was like
0: <laughs> yes, yes
1: she is the only rational character in this show
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah act 2 was t- Stoof,
1: stoof. Just a bit.
0: How did they do the shaking? Because I assume in the show, or when I was watching it, I assumed the shaking was the camera.
1: The camera. They, I mean, like, Did they it's have the actors
0: just, just do it? Yeah,
1: it's just the actors. Okay. Again, it goes back to that whole, like, impressionistic thing that they're doing, as okay. opposed to actually having...
0: It was just hard to tell, because I could tell that the camera was shaking, and so I couldn't right. see how the actors were portraying it on stage, because the camera was shaky.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's all lights, sound, and okay. the cameras. It worked. I'm, not, other I mean, I'm I re- not
0: complaining about it. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like, mm, unrealistic earthquake. <laughs> right.
1: The other thing I really like about the show is that they have the onstage live Effects artist, like yes. sound effects. Yeah, I'm guy. so glad you talked about him. Yeah. And he's on stage and he's like a character in the show. Yeah,
0: they talk about him and to him. It's so funny and like try and fuck with him a little bit, which I really liked. Yeah. Like I think it's it was it was Squidward. really good. Cool. It might be Spongebob, but one of them is like walking to test him and then like doesn't walk or like almost walks.
1: Squidward. Squid- or no, I think that's uh Spongebob, I like think it right is SpongeBob. at the end of the second act.
0: Yeah. I just liked. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I really appreciated him. Sometimes I thought it was a little overdone. I was like, okay, I, sure. I could use fewer effects, but I thought the idea was super cool and really true to cartoons, like especially Absolutely. kids' cartoons. There's so many squeaks and sounds, and it's constant, like mm-hmm. f- fully artistry. Um, yes, with kids' shows. with with cartoons specifically. I feel like SpongeBob. So yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun for sure. Um, we didn't talk about Squidward yet, but I. Thought the way they did his costume was genius. Um, Those
1: legs freak me out.
0: I okay. I know I'm skipping ahead, but when we got to the tap scene, I was stressed. Right? Like, I know that they're just attached. I know they're not going to come loose. But what if they do? I was so worried about it. You'd just be little flinging little around snapping. while he's doing his
1: little, his little spinnies. <laughs> just all over the place.
0: Maybe my favorite number of the show, by the way. The oh, Squidward yeah, no, it's fucking <laughs> excellent.
1: Um, one of the things that I kind of felt was lacking a little bit mm-hmm. with the, because the adaptation, it wasn't filmed, it wasn't part of the Broadway. Like they did it, it was separate. From the Broadway show So like it wasn't The Broadway Like theater it wasn't a Broadway audience It was because it was a different theater That they were performing in because as I was watching I was like that's That's not not The the theater that I was in (laughs) Yeah. So I think it was like largely a child heavy audience. And it was, there were a lot of kids when I saw the show on Broadway too, but there were also a lot of adults. So I felt like a lot of the more adult humor and like the adult jokes and like some of the things that adults would normally, um, respond to kind of fell flat a little in the TV adaptation. Um, which like made me feel kind of awkward because I'm like, oh, that's a really funny joke, but nobody is. Responding. Yeah, no one's
0: laughing, and I'm like, is it not funny? Actually, am I stupid? And right? I don't know comedy anymore. I did the same thing. Yeah, okay, that makes that makes sense. Like, that would go over kids' heads because they're meant to. They're supposed to be for the yeah parent who's watching TV with their kid. Exactly. Um, okay, gotcha.
1: But I felt like the tap number kind of was like that because like. Yeah. They I will I will admit like they did cheer when they children are human as well. They do know to cheer for a That's kick line. Right.
0: They know. Or they planted people in the audience and be like, oh, yes. pretty good. Kick that, huh? Right. <laughs> wow, how about those kicks?
1: How about those kicks, yeah, because, baby? Because
0: there's like a sung line or something where he's like like uh, in that song, it starts with him being like, I'm not not a not a loser and he's doing all these weird double triple quadruple yes. negatives and then he's like something somehow it happens like you're not not imagining uh us <laughs> like th- right. this this isn't not happening in your head and i was just like that line didn't really get any laughs but i it really delighted me of course <laughs> i was i was entertained i would have clapped in the theater i would have clapped full seal um I did like the song. I'm, I'm skipping around a lot here. Bikini Bottom Day no, is okay. fun, and we hear it a couple times.
1: Yeah, it gets reprised a lot. I that's one of my favorite numbers in the that's show. That's the
0: Panic song, right? Which Panic didn't Panic write that?
1: Um, no, Panic wrote Just a Simple Sponge. That's
0: right. That's I'm right. Not that's, a right. That's, right. that's right. That's that right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: So for anyone who doesn't know this uh, about this, we probably should have said this at yeah, up yeah, top. Yeah, but all of the songs are written or most of the songs are written by very different artists like um Jonathan Colton, mm-hmm. um her uh david bowie contributed a song um david bowie play-
0: and brian eno i just i need both brian of those eno, names yes. on the record
1: <laughs> um plain white tees ti mm. did a song panic did one cindy lopper and rob hyman the flaming lips sarah barellis uh lady into bellum steven tyler john legend they might be giants um Andy Paley and Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously at the end, they did the, the um, SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. But yeah. like, so the mm-hmm. the conceit of the show is that you have all these really popular artists contributing to one musical. So there's mm-hmm. not really like a musical through line like you would no. find in other musical shows. Um, but that's where the orchestration comes in with Tom Kitt. Um, he took all of those songs and kind of tried to make them sound the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would say it also, I think that is where someone like the Foley artist, the sound effects person they had on stage helps because he is doing those sound and musical cues to let us know that this character is, here. you know, like it's not a musical line when a character enters or is on stage. But mm-hmm. Plankton has his own stings and his own, like, sound effects and SpongeBob squeaky shoes. And, like, we get right. it because of the... the I think that is where, since it is so disparate with lots of artists, I think Absolutely. the Foley artist really helps pull it together and give us those things we expect from a musical. Like, to be cued on, this person is here, this person is, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, which I liked. um I really... I wasn't sure how I felt about Plankton initially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm falling on the side of I really liked him, and I thought his song was really fun. Sure. And I-, I think I'm pro-Plankton. I didn't okay. care for Karen. I wish they hadn't made her a person.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I wish that he had just been pushing around an IV stand with a TV glued to the top of it. Like, I really do, because I-, I don't know. I just didn't need the... She was overly sexual i don't know how to say that without okay. coming off like a prude but i was just like i don't need like i don't need this i don't wow, know
1: for once uh meryl Kay, you heard it here first she's punishing horniness i am
0: punishing horniness i don't know it was just like i was like okay calm down like it doesn't have to be this way <laughs> just be cool you're a computer you're not sentient. oh my god that's the um, problem but- i don't want the computer to have emotions freaks me out
1: Okay, yeah, I get that. I understand. It's very much like uh, artificial intelligence. Exactly. It's It's
0: more anti-robot than anti-horniness, if you get what I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. Um, Plankton is played by Wes Taylor, who is a pretty big um, Broadway star. Okay, he
0: looks super familiar.
1: Yeah, he's done a lot of shows. He was in um, Smash. He's been um, all over the place on the world of Broadway. um, And he is excellent mm-hmm. at being a villain
0: yeah yeah he's really imp- he, he he's just has really like
1: a really smarmy face and he just he really goes in and i think he does an excellent job with plankton um and i like that they didn't keep the plankton puppet
0: yes i agree i agree they
1: because the in, in the plankton puppet makes an appearance at the beginning when like you see the the chum bucket for the first time but then After the opening number, the puppet disappears. And I really, like, enjoy that they just completely got rid of it. Absolutely. Because it would have been really distracting.
0: Yeah. And it was hard to focus on, like, even he comes back on the shoe um, during that Plankton number. And I was just like, okay, I bet this doesn't read very well in person like yeah i can see it on stage because i have camera eyes but if i were just sitting in the audience like that would be nothing to me exactly um and i would i would much rather watch wes taylor just like perform the shit out of something than a little Mm -hmm. stuffy like dancing around
1: yeah absolutely
0: um and i loved those dancers and their outfits were dope as hell and i want to wear those shiny genie pants yeah pants
1: all of the costumes are, especially with the ensemble, they're just so insane. I love that. Yeah,
0: watch this just to look at them. This show feels like an acid trip. I just truly feel like <laughs> the inside of a like fucking Claire's exploded onto stage. I don't know. It's just it's so bright. There's so much happening visually. Um, it's got video screens. You've got sound effects people. You've got uh, mm-hmm. people walking just back and forth. Like in the background, there's lots of, it's very kinetic. It's a, it's a movement, which I think is Mm -hmm. probably good. If you're, if you know your target demo is going to be kids, like they need a lot of things to keep their attention. They're not going to want to watch two people just stand. I I think where this really came into play for me that I, and I liked it and thought it was well done was the BFF song because it's super sparse, honestly, right in the beginning. And it's just Patrick and SpongeBob talking to each other Mm -hmm. um, and singing to each other, kind of monologuing, but it's not super interesting. And then they just bring in the BFF letters and it's really not, it's not overwhelming. It doesn't like totally pull focus, but they're back there doing bits like just little, (laughs) Oh, the F and the B are switched up. Oh, we got to switch places again. You know, like, Oh, yeah, that's a thing that will keep kids interested. There's still jokes happening in exactly. the song, too. But if you're too little to understand the song jokes, now we've given you something to focus on on stage. And I just thought that that was really smart, and I thought it was effectively used. Like, keeping yeah. kids interested but not being overwhelming. There were some times where if it was the full cast, like if it was all the townspeople yeah. on stage, it did get a little bit, like, ah, for me. but okay. But I think... That's just the nature of. I think that's intentional, and I think kids would like it. It's just not absolutely. my. It's just a little too loud for my taste. But that's classic Nickelodeon, baby.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just think Disney is the chiller version of Nickelodeon. Yes, it's bananas, slime and, like gross shit and yelling and just like off yeah. the
1: top zany. And that is why I fuck it. I fucked with uh, Nickelodeon more and as a right. kid.
0: That's right. Well, you know. Nickelodeon is a boy and Disney's a girl, and everybody knows that. I don't make the oh, rules. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: I don't make the rules.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because uh, a lot of the time, Disney Channel, a lot of their stars were young women.
0: Mm-hmm. A time. that
1: makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it's
0: just how it is in my brain. I I don't know what to tell you.
1: I it, you were cursed with it, and now we all have and to. We all it.
0: have to experience it. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: You have to bear my burden. Um, Exactly. We've skipped
0: around a lot. But basically, there's a big violent tremor, and the news is like, guess what? Mountain's going to blow up.
1: Everyone panics. Everyone
0: panics. And and while that's happening, Plankton is like, okay, but they still need to like the chum bucket, which feels (laughs) like he's missing a bigger picture here. Um, Just a bit. And so he's like, but I should hypnotize the whole town. I could do that while they're all on an escape pod. Um to get, to out, get, of get out of bikini bottom. bottom. I'll just yes. hypnotize them there. Um, I'll be honest, the strings didn't all come together for me, but it was explained enough throughout that I was like, okay, yes, I remember this is part of the plot. Yes, okay, yes, they're climbing the mountain. Yes. Patrick is in charge of a cult. Yeah. Yes, okay. I'm I'm with it, I'm with it. I got it.
1: The problem I think so I think the plot definitely like gets a little bogged down, especially with that whole like B plot with the like the escape pod bit and like the townsfolk a benefit Um, concert
0: i somehow missed that that was happening
1: well because like the the whole thing is like plankton suggests the escape pod and then the mayor's like this is really expensive we can't afford this so then they're like we'll throw a benefit concert to afford the
0: escape escape pod yeah now i have like seven obstacles and i'm just trying to get princess zelda out of the dungeon you know what i mean
1: exactly (laughs) um But I think the problem is that because this is is an IP musical, it's all about the intellectual property of SpongeBob SquarePants. um, Usually, like, if you watch a SpongeBob SquarePants episode, it's 20 minutes long. There's not a huge plot. There's really only an A plot. There's no B plot. And you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, like, I feel like trying to, like, skew in a B plot kind of bogged down the show a little bit. I and maybe agree. if they had cut that down a little, it could have flowed better. Yeah. Because there's definitely a part in the second act when Sandy and Spongebob are climbing up the mountain and then they say, oh, we're only halfway. Yeah. And then there's like a 30-minute cut away to the townsfolk.
0: Yeah. Why? And
1: it's like, I want I, the action is on the mountain. Yeah. We need to be we need to be back there. And
0: there was no like we're only halfway. There was no like I don't know, cliffhanger. It just felt like a, such a weird place to cut it. It didn't feel dramatic at all. It felt like the stakes were, there were no stakes. Like, I don't know. It was a very, it was weird. The timing yeah. was weird. I will say, um, because I think the thing that I would say SpongeBob is probably well known for is mm-hmm. g- giant and like comically long leaps in time. One yes. hour later, Three days later, fifty years later, yeah, and I was super glad that they found a spot to do that in this musical. Yeah, I thought it was really cute—the screen, like him yelling, um, and cutting to, and then putting the beard on. Like, I thought it was really, really, really fun, and I was glad that they found a place for it because to me, that's like a hallmark of, like, that's like quintessential absolutely. SpongeBob. That joke,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: so I was super glad that they found a a spot to. To put that in. Um, Pearl and Mr. Crab, Pearl wants to join the electric skates so here's my question about the benefit concert because the concert was already mm-hmm. coming to the town because pearl was like the electric skates are coming and i want to go see the electric skates so then were they just like let's ask the electric skates if they'll just donate their feed to us instead like what? i
1: have truly no idea the logistics of the benefit concert don't make any <laughs> i want sense. to
0: see the paperwork i want to know how this happened <laughs>
1: As I I, I, I have a a brief background in event planning. (laughs) Give me the Uh, clipboard.
0: I want to see. I
1: I know that these big events, they take a lot more than just a day to put together. (laughs) I'm telling
0: you. I don't understand. Okay. But what I did love about the electric skates was um, that they did have a writer joke that the writer was written on paper towels. Fucking hilarious. And then. Oh, my God. And then dropping it into the orchestra. You know we are a fucking bitch for an orchestra pit joke. Prop humor in the orchestra pit. That is me and Connor's fucking
1: that shit that is our jam <laughs> i literally wrote down oh we love a pit we joke
0: love a pit joke
1: <laughs> it is literally it delighted me so much and they really utilize the the pit in the show yeah. surprisingly
0: no yeah they do i liked it
1: and cuz like they have like they uh like toss things to the composer mm-hmm. or to the um director and um the at one point she like pulls out a little like miniatures yes. of the of the like town and is like playing with them so fun to like give the impression of the town falling into chaos it's uh, excellent just i loved everything to do with the pit i do i do think that the theater that they were in for the um tv adaptation i was scared that she was going to get kicked in the head because she was like right right underneath them Oh
0: (laughs) yeah But nervous.
1: she made it through alive. I would
0: be so scared to do a show where the orchestra pit was on stage because I would a hundred percent fall in. Absolutely, I, I'll be dead for sure. There's a person. I so
1: almost had that happen to me in Drowsy. Fill in
0: the orchestra pit. That's my new campaign. Um, right. Just in the middle of the, just on the middle of the stage. Um, okay, so then. Uh also they're doing like a sound check and Pearl goes to the sound check and she starts singing and they're like, Guess what? You can really sing. Why don't you come on tour with us? And she's yes. like, Cool, I will. I'm twelve.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Um, I love it. And
0: this is all stemming because she has daddy issues because her dad loves money more than he loves her. Right. A tragic. A tragic story. So sad.
1: Um, How do you think so- you got into
0: tech like sound check at a fucking electric skates? Concert Pearl, your dad has your to work. Is Some of us have to rich. work. That's how I f- never mind. You don't watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, do you? God no, damn no, it, Connor. One time, there's this fucking storyline where I'm just gonna tell you because it's annoying. The okay. uh, Meredith Marks is one of the wives, she's Mm. The best, in my opinion, and she okay. talks like this, and I just really appreciate that. Okay. Um, and she has a son who talks also exactly like that, and he is gay, and his name is Brooks. Brooks Marks, and he is twenty-one. Oh my god! And he is on the show way too much. And readers, do tweet at me your opinions on Ross as a sake. Anyway, um, he gets really.
1: That's a new one, right? Like it just. Started. Yeah, it just.
0: This is the first season. Just, oh, maybe I just can, I can up. catch up. You, you totally can't. I have it on. F. If I could
1: ever get I'll my brain to you. pay attention to something longer than twenty minutes, <laughs> I could catch up. Awesome.
0: honestly, you don't have to pay attention to it at all. It recaps what happened on last week's episode, like for the majority um, of the second episode.
1: <laughs> amazing. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, he has this fashion show, and at uh, what's this? What's this film festival in Utah? Sundance.
1: Oh, Sundance. Yeah.
0: Um, his mom like puts together a fashion show to show off his fashions, which is just a sweatsuit suit uh, with his name written and on it. Of course, it's
1: that sounds that sounds like a very gay thing to yeah, do.
0: Yeah, quite. Anyway, his dad doesn't come because his dad has to work, and he this is a twenty one year old man, mind you. Yeah, he's like Facetiming his dad. And he's like, yeah, I just like, thanks for coming and showing up and being a dad, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, who oh, do you no! think? <laughs> who do you think? paid for the material for that little sweatsuit you fucking sewed up brooks marks you right? little bitch your dad has to work you are a grown-ass man get oh he was like such a dickhead to his dad anyway oh my god why did this start oh because pearl is being a bitch and that's how i feel yeah. pearl is my brooks marks <laughs> i will fight them both and i will destroy them
1: oh
0: I just really <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Um, anyway. Oh my god. All of that that storyline resolves when the electric Skates leave and Pearl gets sad that they didn't take her with him. And her dad's like, You were gonna fucking go on tour with a, a band? Uh, and she was yes. like, Yeah, because you don't love me. He's like, I do love you. <laughs> and then they resolve. And it's
1: fine. Right.
0: Like a tragedy almost happens. <laughs> and he's like Oh, the blinders are off.
1: <laughs> exactly, tragedy averted. Yeah. Um. And then, so all most of that happens in the second act. Yeah. But sorry. Uh, right at the end of the first act, um, Patrick becomes an unintentional cult leader.
0: It's so. Those were my favorite costumes, I will say. Oh, the, really? The, the like green and pink? <laughs> yeah, I thought those looked great, and I had kind of honestly, I kind of wished that the person who played Patrick had more pink, uh, like a heavier oh, okay. pink. It felt a oh, little yeah, yeah, too yeah. pale. He wasn't reading as as much for me, but I feel yeah. But I loved those colt outfits, and I loved the colt song. What is that song, and who wrote it? Because I thought it was fucking fun.
1: Um, that was uh. Super Sea Star Savior by Yolanda Adams.
0: Okay, I'm going to check her out because I she's thought a that gospel was
1: a singer, record yeah, producer, actress, and host of her own nationally syndicated morning gospel show.
0: I mean, you can hear the gospel in it for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like
0: it's, and that's intentional, right? He's starting a cult. It's supposed to be like a religious, right. like, fanaticism that is surrounding him, and like mm-hmm. the, the religious aspect of it really shines through. And gospel was the perfect choice. Oh,
1: 100.
0: In that slot, and I thought it just. It was really, really fun. It was a, it was just a good number. I, I really enjoyed it. I think that and Squidward's number were my two favorites, for sure.
1: Yeah, I feel you. Definitely. Um, and then that, then that goes into Tomorrow by the Flaming Lips, okay. which is um, everybody just basically saying tomorrow's the end of the world.
0: <laughs> that's true. I mean... And honestly,
1: that's how I feel every day now. Everyday baby.
0: The world's gonna end tomorrow. Uh yeah. We can take a break there cuz that is the act ender. Um yeah. and we yeah, we'll just be right back with act 2.
1: We're back. Back oh sorry i should get off discord
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was just reminding you that was me flicking the lights at you hey
1: <laughs> yeah that was that was 100 hey. flicking the lights <laughs> at
0: um okay act two opens i yes. mean we get tom kinney thank god right isn't that tom kinney oh, yeah it is isn't it okay um Patchy's, he reprised
1: his role yeah. for um, the TV adaptation.
0: Yes. Um, so, Patchy the Pirate, as we know from watching the television show, um, was he right. also in the... Okay, so there was a pre-show, but somehow I missed that.
1: Yeah, it wasn't in the... That, that's the thing, is that it happens on on stage. Like, right before the show starts, there's this whole bit about Patchy trying to get into the show so he can finally yeah. see SpongeBob live. Um And he gets thrown out. Like Like, he gets chased away by security. Was that on the Um, recording? No, it wasn't.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So. I was very confused at the
0: top of that
1: too. (laughs) So when he came back in the second act, I was like, I didn't think that they were going to do the patchy bit.
0: (laughs) Since they didn't show us the patchy bit. Since they didn't
1: show us the patchy bit at the beginning. So like when he appeared, I was like, okay, this is fun. But then I was like, why are we doing this like unless it was there for the audience
0: yeah and i'm sure why would you
1: yeah absolutely but like why would you show it on the adaptation if you're not going to show the beginning bit
0: like just record the beginning bit what right Uh, i (laughs) it was so crazy he was like i they i made it i made it in and i was like what i mean i knew him from the show so i was like okay yeah i get the reference but truly what does this has to do with anything, because then they sing a song about how pirates are like stereotyped yes. and prejudiced against, and, and like in the, sh- in
1: the yeah, it is in the Broadway show. Like, there's a whole bit about like how he went to Hell's Kitchen and like found a dive bar, and like I think it's implied that the pirates are like kind of gay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so like there's a there's like bits about like New York in that bit. Um but yeah it it's I was very confused as to why they kept it in if they didn't set up the patchy at patchy the beginning
0: yeah, it was a it was a cue, um, but the song is fun, and the number is fun, and then he gets chased away by security and then yes. we're back in the world of the show. it's very fun, um, it's the next day, a new day has come, Mitch celine on cue for me, please um and <laughs> and uh. That's the whole, like, two hours later, 50 years later bit that happens when he wakes up and remembers that everything bad that happened the night before happened the night before. And then he says, like, a very emotional goodbye to Gary, and I was, like, moved.
1: The second act really, like, I don't know if it necessarily works, but the tone of the second act – changes the show so dramatically yes
0: it gets much more dramatic
1: it really does and it like the whole there's uh, after they throw the um eruptor interrupter into the volcano and like they're back at the town when they're talking to all the townsfolk and spongebob is like we have each other like even if we all died. It's very much that scene in Toy Story 3 when all the toys are headed toward the incinerator and they're holding hands. Yeah. Like, it's very much that scene. And it's so wild because the show has been so funny and zany and buoyant weird.
0: Buoyant and...
1: And buoyant. And, like, and then it just takes such a turn in the second act. Which, I like, you're... It's upping the stakes and all that kind of thing. And, like, it's very much plot. Um, <laughs> But it's, like, I, I don't know. The tone tra- shifts so dramatically yeah. near the end.
0: Yeah. It really it's a lot like
1: i almost started crying especially like because it's very much like we still have hope look at the sun the sun is still shining and i was like the oh sun i know is still
0: shining. <laughs> i remember that line too i was like wow <laughs> and that's why seasonal depression so tough in the middle of a pandemic
1: <laughs> it hit me right the sun in is the heart not
0: shining um yes okay uh, oh, also, there's like this insane, huge racism happening towards Sandy because she yeah. is trying to convince them of the reality of science. And they're like, you're a witch, basically.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that was rough to watch uh, <sighs> in Year in Our Lord 2021. With the
0: 2021 glasses on, I was like, yay, yay, yay. I'm not
1: super excited about that uh, plot, did not age well just gonna say
0: yeah it was tough it was tough um when does a big rock squish mr Jenkins
1: um that's in the second act I know. like right before like or like right after the sound check I think or something like that
0: yeah I think that's right there's like a big rock that falls down and it's very funny how they do it
1: yeah oh my god Old man I Jenkins want a flattened cardboard cutout of me like that so bad (laughs) cartoon connor (laughs) yes
0: flattened look out I've been flattened
1: I would just leave it in weird places around New York oh my god that would imply that I had been flattened
0: you would have to leave them in weird places in the dead of the night because Stephanie yeah. would creep after you and bring it back into your house
1: absolutely she should
0: be like no no this goes on How do you my think wall. we got that
1: mannequin in my house
0: I know I was there
1: honestly I blame that one on Mitch <laughs>
0: We all do. Um, okay, so oh, so she's invented this invention, and SpongeBob is like, "Well, I'll be your one unracist friend," and she's like, "Good right. enough for now, I guess." Um, and goes to save a town full of racists. Right. She's a. And she's a at good this person. point, it's
1: just Sandy and SpongeBob because Patrick has become walked old, away.
0: Cold. Yeah. Which I don't know. I felt like that was a weird.
1: Yeah, I didn't necessarily understand the point of it, like. I guess it adds stakes, it adds drama, and it allows Patrick to become the deus ex machina at the end, Mm -hmm. because the sardines do say, you're going to be the one to save the day, and he kind of is, Mm -hmm. um, because he rescues Spongebob, so Spongebob can go and finish the job, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, it just, it it felt kind of weird, it felt kind of like, why... Do we need to add this whole plot of the two of them hating each other into the story?
0: Yeah, I hate like a friendship breakup instead of just like, a. don't know, I would much rather had it be like Patrick goes to run an errand and is too dumb to remember where he's supposed to be going. So like he misses the group trip and then has to catch up on Sandy's pack. We would accomplish the same thing but right. they don't have to fight and reconcile. I don't know. I just like I, it felt like one more plot in a fucking sea of plots. Yeah, intended. exactly. Like it's just like oh there's too many things happening, too many there are too many relationships to keep track of and how they all intersperse is too much. Like we had a pearl crab plotline, we had a plankton plotline we had a plankton karen plotline we had um a benefit concert which tangentially related squidward um -hmm. but also was related to the plankton which was also related to the larger problem of the town getting squished and also like ah that's too much to think about (laughs) i'm too dumb i'm just it is a
1: lot of plot especially for a show that's geared toward children
0: it just feels unnecessary honestly
1: yeah they i feel like again and i i know I said this earlier, but, like, if they had just kind of, like, are down the side plots. Yeah. Which I know is hard because, again, it because this is an IP musical, you want to have the, like, things in it that people expect to see. So they expect to see Mr. Krabs. They expect to see Pearl. They expect to see all of those characters. And, like, you can't just have them there and not do anything. Yeah. So I do understand that it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, you're right. It's just, like, I was like, oh, this is so much to, like, care about right i have very limited emotional bandwidth spongebob SquarePants the musical and you're really treading on my last width <laughs> um so squidward is event producing this concert something he's uh,
1: doing something
0: on the stipulation that he gets to open for them or he's just hoping to sweet talk yes. them into letting him open
1: i think both okay yeah
0: like he starts to event he just starts to play in the concert or run the concert because he wants to try and talk them into letting him be the yeah opening act and then once he gets there they're like we have a rider if you can get everything on the rider then you can open for us and he's like okay great goal achieved except this rider is a roll of paper towels (laughs) it's gonna be so long
1: and somebody screams my leg (laughs) 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 amazing Excellent so comedy. <laughs>
0: it's so funny.
1: Um, um yeah. composers of musicals put more pit jokes in your show. More
0: pit jokes. We've said it before and we'll say it again.
1: We'll say it again.
0: Um so and then Squidward finds everything on the list except for one thing because it's out of season. Yeah. And it's like Squidward, this is a global economy. There are no seasons. <laughs> it's just like do better. Do you know what I mean?
1: You can get oranges at any time of the year.
0: That's why Florida exists
1: exactly to
0: guess for no other reason any time of the day or night
1: (laughs) for no other reasons we don't need florida for anything else but that
0: (laughs) anyway so then the band is like okay well it is our writer and you didn't achieve all the goals and it is legally binding so we are not doing this benefit concert
1: exactly so then squidward has a breakdown because they call them a loser
0: yeah, which was sad honestly. I was really upset by that.
1: Honestly, we uh, <clears throat> we are all squidward.
0: <laughs> I just like can you imagine the emotional like depravity you would have to have to look someone in the face and call them a loser?
1: Like literally. That's There's like, nothing more cutting.
0: Like I know in school we were like loser, who cares? What is that? Like that's a dumb thing to call someone. Like you know, it didn't hurt that much, but like right. I feel like now as a grown woman if someone was like, oh my god, you're a fucking loser, I would be like
1: <laughs> I, would I, would have to, I would have to double my antidepressant <laughs> dose like listen it would be i would have to buy two gutting. more that light is lamps terrible <laughs> don't call people that because honestly, i'm everyone, hurting my own
0: feelings right now talking about it It's like <laughs> thinking about someone calling me a loser is upsetting me
1: right now <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: I Midge mean, is laughing at me I ha- We all have our own emotional trauma Midge We can't all we be all, employed
1: We all suffer from imposter syndrome It's okay
0: Anyway Note to self don't call me or my friend Squidward a loser ever again <laughs>
1: But it's okay because he he gets called a loser, and then he goes into an amazing tap number. <laughs> and
0: he does exactly what I would do in that situation, which is hallucinate a devastating comeback and a chorus line.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and it's great. And it's Gavin Lee who was um, Bert in the original Mary Poppins on Broadway. Yes, okay. Um, and he does. He's an excellent tap dancer, and he's amazing. <laughs> He taps with those four little leggies.
0: Yeah, I was looking. I was scanning the scanning the seeds for Sutton. Couldn't believe she missed out. She,
1: <laughs> she is, was actually taped she was to his back.
0: back. She was the back legs.
1: Yeah. She was <laughs> <laughs> I think that's rule of threes. That's our third Sutton tap dance joke. I think we're done after that.
0: I'll never stop. Mitch, your assignment is to look up Sutton Foster interviews and get her saying, I love tap. And then make it into a drop for
1: me. Make it into a drop. The show will not be complete until we have it. Until
0: I have my Sutton Foster tap drop. Hear that?
1: Oh my God. I'm Now I'm just imagining um, huh. somebody like... There's got there's a show I know somewhere where like two people are like performing back to back. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm thinking of sideshow, um, where it's the two the conjoined twins. But um I'm just imagining Gavin Lee and Sun <laughs> Buzzard Tates together <laughs> just so Sun can make an appearance in the tap number. That's it. That's the, the only in, part of the show she says. She doesn't even make an appearance,
0: no one ever sees her face. She just she's just there she's, she's, for the she's game. Just there. She's in there for the love of the tap. <laughs> She doesn't even get top. But she doesn't get paid at all. She's she paying she, them.
1: <laughs> literally, she's not in the. She's not in the program at all. Nobody knows. She, no. Not even the ensemble knows she's no. there. The only person who knows is Gavin Lee.
0: <laughs> He's like, God damn it, son! I can't believe I let you talk me into this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that funny to anybody but us? Unlikely. I don't know. (laughs) Viewers, tweet at us.
1: Tweet at us if you like our Sutton tap dance jokes. Um, I would
0: really love it if the listeners of this podcast could tweet at me and Connor just hashtag funny or hashtag not funny. Not funny. Just our handles and hashtag funny or not funny. Just to let us know. It's a vibe check of sorts
1: absolutely and since this will be coming out in may and we will most likely have forgotten <laughs> about this bit by then it'll be, be really devastated. great <laughs> really I'm great sad- when we get a hashtag not funny and then i'll definitely feel really good about myself i've set myself
0: up to be called loser inadvertently. <laughs> my worst nightmare come true i can't believe it <laughs>
1: We get I we we have to we have to quit now. If okay, that sh- happens, we sh- have to quit.
0: Striking from the record of uh, viewer, don't ever tweet at me and tell me <laughs> if I'm funny or not funny. No. Oh, I'm not mentally stable enough to handle that right now. I'm just if we not. weren't in
1: a global pandemic, maybe I could handle it, but
0: <laughs> there's no way to know for sure. There's no way to know. <laughs> um, and honestly,
1: that's... I don't want to find out.
0: <laughs> okay so the band leaves oh my god Ah, uh, here we go we're back in it okay the band so leaves. now
1: yeah after this is we like finally go back to the mountain to see yeah. what's happening with sandy and spongebob
0: yeah and they're like we're only halfway and it's like ugh. still <laughs> um and then they get further up the mountain but then spongebob slips i wasn't watching this part i just looked up and he was like "Ah!"
1: there's a part <laughs> where he falls off because then Patrick comes in with the jetpack and says Now him. that
0: part I saw. Very slow, yep. very funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: for having the upper body definition um that mm. Ethan has. Yes. Whoever is holding him, Patrick, yes. the actor who plays Patrick, is holding him like he's light as a feather.
1: Light as a feather, stiff as a board. He's
0: holding him so do you think they all do that as a cast? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> At the guest party. <laughs>
1: They 100% did At the cast party These
0: Broadway actors Do light as a feather Stiff as a board Yes It's fucked up But it works uh,
1: It works <laughs> Honestly it works Don't <laughs> Don't question the process
0: Now did we ever Myth bust that How does it work again Someone just I has Really strong no fingers
1: We need to tweet <laughs> Readers of this podcast Please tweet At Mythbusters If <laughs> this worked How does
0: How does light as a feather Stiff as
1: a board work, Oh god <laughs>
0: Anyway, Patrick holds him and it looks like he doesn't weigh a fucking thing. Uh, like every right. time I was like expecting a little bit of a struggle, but he's holding him like he's a little baby. I was just yeah, impressed. Yeah, honestly.
1: I was impressed I think, with the strength. I want to say Ethan Slater is not that tall, so that could be why.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But he's so muscled.
1: He's he's a small, dense little man. He's got muscle density. <laughs> he's
0: a dense little man. <laughs> like a little rock. Like um, a little rock. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The band... Okay, so the band leaves and then Pearl's like, Dad, why don't you just give up all your money to pay for the escape pod? And he's like, okay, I will. And that's still not enough to pay for the escape pod. And it's like, you could have just walked. But at this point, at this you point, just, you
1: guys could, could have just gotten away. If you own. had
0: left on a bus when yeah. you found out about this information, you would be gone now.
1: But this is also this is also asking a lot of the people who, in one SpongeBob episode, were convinced by Patrick to move the town somewhere else. <laughs> That's true. That's true to push like, the town physically to a different location and like
0: why isn't that an option you know what i mean like why not, is that right? not on the table
1: <laughs> exactly we did it once before we could do it again well,
0: do it again uh okay wait hold on so then the band's gone do do, do. oh 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 that's right They're like we can't buy an escape pod and the town's like time to riot time, <laughs> time to start exactly. a race war <laughs> to, no. it's wild um and they're all just like screaming and throwing things yeah and, like,
1: and just breaking shit
0: being terrible etc um cut back to oh okay so then also here's another plot that we hadn't talked about plankton and karen know about spongebob and sandy's
1: right so
0: they're trying to plot to stop right the other two from stopping them just one more thing. Anyway, so then they do, they make an avalanche happen, and... And that's
1: what knocks SpongeBob off, That's what right? knocks SpongeBob off. Yeah.
0: And then Patrick comes in, saves the day, holds him like a little baby, and then they decide to climb to the top of the mountain, and the then, little butthole in the middle of the stage.
1: Yes, and then they're like, we can't fit. SpongeBob, you have to go. And then he's he gets his little hero moment.
0: He's like slipping and sliding like a little eel. It's he's a upsetting. little snake. Uh, um and then there's a very funny bit where they're like throw it in on three or throw, throw it in or, after or three. count three, beat, throw it. <laughs> and everyone was like, you obviously do one, two, three, throw. Throw it. <laughs> it's, when that's it's correct. And bit. that's objectively the correct way to count and do things. Absolutely.
1: Um, um, very good bit. Love it. Um, and then we get to the they go back to the town because they mm-hmm. see the conductor playing with the little figurines showing the town is being destroyed very funny um and i liked that they uh you can see it a lot better uh on the the tv adaptation obviously but Mm -hmm. you could see it like keaton and i we were up in the balcony and we could still see it happening um which was it was very fun
0: um
1: and um then they go back and this is like (laughs) The town is just, they have this whole, like, they do a whole Anna Tevka reference from Fiddler on the Roof. Okay, like, I
0: thought that that was a Fiddler reference, but I yeah. have never seen or listened to Fiddler, so I was like, I don't know if I'm just mistaking things. But it was, it okay, yeah. great.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely do, like, a whole Anna, like, of everybody, like, walking, like, the whole end when they're singing Anna Tevka um, and they're leaving the town um, and Fiddler on the Roof. Um, they reference that in this. And I don't think that that necessarily works as a reference.
0: <laughs> not for the demo, I don't believe. Not for the
1: demo. And, like, I don't know. It just felt kind of out of place. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it it, pro- it definitely worked for, like, a New York City theater audience. Yeah. Probably not as much for, like, a child TV show watching audience.
0: I wonder if they rewrite that joke. Do you think they rewrite that on the touring production? Like they do that? I guess not. It's like fully part of it. Yeah. I
1: I think it is because it's, they're singing like bikini Tevka, bikini Tevka. Yes, they
0: are. Okay. That's what I
1: thought. And, yeah, I don't know. I like, so I, that wasn't necessarily, it's not necessarily my favorite joke. It is my least favorite joke. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and in fact, it is my worst favorite joke. Um,
1: yeah, this is when the show like, takes its very dramatic turn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody is like, so SpongeBob and Patrick show up and Sandy show up and they're like, stop attacking one another. Right. Let's all be friends. I don't know. I just like the b- back end of this is kind of a blur for me. I just had tuned out by then.
1: No, it's okay. The back. Oh,
0: yeah, they see the town. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I feel you. But like essentially like they, they come to town and like I said, it's this is the really dramatic turn when SpongeBob is like, You are friends, like you have we have the kelp, we have and like he's like doing this huge monologue about like, yes, things are really bleak right now, but like there's still hope, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh right, right, um, right.
1: And they sing like a reprise of best day ever, I think. Um uh, but it's like a it's like a yeah. sad reprise where they're like we all have six minutes left and we're gonna make it the best day, the best six minutes we can because they don't know if like the volcano is gonna erupt or not. And then the bubbles fall down and it's the yeah. gazillion bubble show. The
0: gazillion bubble show. <laughs> um and everyone's so excited that bikini brought him safe and they're like we're so sorry we were racist that was really rude of us i'm sorry i hit right. you with that brick <laughs> you know could i oh, please God. have back my sock full of batteries thank you so much
1: thank you, know. you so much <laughs> i <laughs> actually need those batteries <laughs> for my house just
0: leave just rinse the brass knuckles and leave them in my mailbox <laughs> thank you so much God. Um, and uh and then uh, Karen and Plankton are arguing, and it's revealed that they were behind a plot. They had a plot among several other blots.
1: <laughs> Amongst many plots.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. Krabs promotes SpongeBob, of course. And then they decide to celebrate w- by having a new concert that features Pearl and Squidward. Um, and then Sandy. I really,
1: the concert at the end with all of them playing the instruments tickles me with yeah. so much delight, because yeah. I think they're actually playing the instruments, and they're not good at them. <laughs> no. they're not bad, but like they're not like pr- like professional they're not professional
0: musicians by any right. stretch. so
1: like no. it sounds kind of off, and mm-hmm. it just makes me it, i don't know it made me so happy. Yeah. like it delighted me very much.
0: It's very fun. um they have a and and then everyone's like, Sandy, we're so sorry, please come back and be our land mammal. Uh, yes. and then Patchy. Did this happen? Patchy descends from above on a rope, having yeah. okay, I must have truly been tuned out at that point. Um, descends from above on a rope, having finally managed to sneak into the show. That's very funny, and
1: then that's the end,
0: and that's it. And then they sing Who Lives in Pineapple Under the Sea
1: as the curtain song. Yeah,
0: that's so fun. I love it. Yeah, do you have any thoughts?
1: Um, I don't, I feel like I've given a lot. Um, I earlier you said that you were on the wrong side of ben brantley do you want to expand on that yeah
0: i feel like i liked this show for what it was i find it hard to believe that it was on Broadway. it felt a little messy to me just like all over a lot of loose ends okay and I, like my dad and i always talk about how like you always know a disney ending disney loves like big cannons it's always a huge ensemble number it's like big and loud and, like, expensive and you can just... It's grand, right? Um, And I feel like the difference is... I feel like this is Nickelodeon's kind of first attempt at Broadway. Um, I feel like I remember reading that that was a huge thing that they were trying to get into that market. Um, Right. And Disney... Like, I just think Disney does it better. They just have a better, cleaner transfer from page to stage or from TV to stage, I guess. And I think that they... Well, obviously, they also have, like, orders of magnitude more money than Nickelodeon, and that goes a long way. Perfect. And to me, it just felt like Nickelodeon was trying to have that same, like, spectacle, but it was too messy. Like, okay. instead of having, like, these composers you know and who are beloved, which I think is more the Disney route, like – um, the Lopez's or Lin Manuel Miranda, that kind of thing. Right. They're like, we're going to do star power. Like, we're not going to have stars on stage, but mm-hmm. you like all these stars' music. That's just going to generate buzz for us. Like, we're going to promote it via celeb. I don't know. Just and so then the chaoticness of that. I just felt like it was a really like chaotic. I think is the word right. I'm, I'm like vibing with.
1: Yeah. No, I totally get that. And it definitely has that vibe um, because, again, like, it, we talked about, like, the seven different plots happening at once. So many characters yeah. on stage, lots of color, lots of effects and all that kind and of thing. And while
0: impressionistic shit works for, like, children's theater especially, I think, or a staged reading, it felt really informal to me in this setting. Like, I was like, oh, the impression thing that you're doing to me feels like you're n- – this is for kids. It's not really a real show that you care about. Like, there was just a level that felt unprofessional to me. Or too casual, too informal, didn't feel... was like watching a show with the lights half up. Do you know what I mean?
1: Sure. I get that. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was a rehearsal. I felt like... I don't know. It's hard to
1: explain. <laughs> a rehearsal! You, the, you heard it here first. Meryl K. Aaron <laughs> saying that these broadway performers were giving you a rehearsal (laughs) they
0: were trying really hard i just they looked like a rehearsal
1: (laughs) no i'm just i'm just joshing please
0: don't hate me cast (laughs) cast and (laughs) crew square bands the musical i can't survive their cancellation
1: (laughs) i i understand what you mean um it does it does feel kind of messy um but i feel like that also kind of goes back to what we were saying about nickelodeon in itself yep. it is a bit more chaotic yeah. in terms of its like content yeah. that it creates yep. you're 100 so,
0: right and i think it's just your aesthetic i think it's just i think you just yeah. have a preference and i just happen to prefer not that
1: yeah understandable but i
0: liked it and i'm glad it happened and i would love to see nickelodeon try and do more um like give yeah. me rugrats the musical i'm ready
1: Yes, baby. You know, let
0: me see it.
1: If we can put Charlie Brown on stage, we can put the regrets <laughs> on stage. What, that's
0: what we've always said. Please sign our change.org petition.
1: <laughs> it's, it's change.org, baby. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Tommy Pickles is our Charlie Brown. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, bald head bitches.
1: <laughs> that's what I say about them.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I've always called them. Um. Okay. Connor, man and chair this for yes. us.
1: Yeah, I do really, I do enjoy this musical. I don't necessarily say it would be like a top for me. Um, I thought it's really fun. It has great performances, great energy. Um, I think that uh, the plot uh, has some problems. Um, And I kind of did miss like a narrative through line in the music, but um, it's not like super jarring or anything bad like that. Um, And in all, if you're looking for something that's just lighthearted and doesn't really make you think until the last 20 minutes, um, this is a great choice. Uh, and it's uh, and it's always fun to get to see performances of musicals um, perform like on TV or like something like that. I honestly think I wanted to say before Man and Chair, but I'll say it now. I really want this structure to be the way that we keep doing because i like we've been going back to like the live tv performance musicals i really want this kind of structure to like be the way that we do it in front of a live studio audience and they sort of did that with the the um jesus christ superstar with john legend but i feel like having the audience in these uh tv musicals that we've been putting on makes all the
0: difference Yeah. yeah
1: um so I would really love to see this kind of thing where it's the state, like you have the stage presence, you have the proscenium and the audience is there and you're just filming it live. Like, I think that was like the better way to do the musical TV adaptations than what has been happening, like with Peter mm-hmm. Pan and like the, um, the whiz and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, though the whiz was very good. I do. I will say that. Um, but yeah, that, those are my okay. thoughts. Uh, Meryl. In a chair. Um...
0: I uh, I will say, if you have kids and you're trying to get them into musicals, like maybe you're easing them in, I think this is a great option. Like, really good intro to musical theater through a lens your kid will like, with characters your kid will recognize. If you're, like, a swearing-off Disney kind of family, then that's a great way to not give your money to the mouse. And okay. I totally respect that. Uh, and it's just so – it's. I love making filmed adaptations available to the public. It's been so nice. Like, even though they're kids shows or they're, um, like, kind of coming from our childhood, the source material like this and Shrek, it's been nice to be able to watch theater and watch, like, yeah. live performance happen uh, with familiar shows. And, like, absolutely knowing you can watch over and over and over again is kind of... I don't know. It's just been nice. It's I, I miss having mm-hmm. that, and I wish we had more of it. So I would say if you are just looking to watch musicals, like a live musical, then those are great options. They're not – listen, it's not my favorite show that we've ever done. I don't even think that I love any of the songs enough on their own to, like, listen to them again. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really fun, and it's a cool concept. And I think that I really am looking forward to what Nickelodeon will do, like – in the theater space in the future because I think they've got a really good start like I loved the costuming yeah. so I think that there's some really cool like germs of ideas but I just didn't like the show on balance but I think other people would like it I, I'm, I'm not like mad about it okay. I don't wish this musical ill I hope it succeeds I just don't need to be part of its life it's like an amicable breakup you know what I mean
1: of course yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's how I feel <laughs>
0: Uh, corner, anything to plug?
1: No, as usual, you can find me across all platforms at SeaReillyA12. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, and I will post any funny projects I'm working on there. Meryl, how about you?
0: Nothing for me. You can find this podcast at Bits Over Bway across all platforms. You can email us, email us BitsOverBway at gmail.com You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. If we're not where you listen to a podcast, please email us and we will get there. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Way. That's all for us. Bye! Bye. Oh, pretty good kick there, huh?